All right, welcome. I'm Connor Beaton, and today we're going to talk about the three things that you can do right now to lead more effectively in your relationship as a man. Before I dive into the three things that you can tackle and you can start to take action on, I just want to say a few things about leadership. Number one, the definition of leadership is a process of social influence, of influencing one person or a group of people towards a common goal or task or or vision. So leadership is really about direction in a lot of ways. It's about influence in a lot of ways, healthy influence, right? Not the sort of negative influence or the the negative connotation that, that the word influence has come to mean within our culture and our society. Influence isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? We are all influenced by thoughts, by news, by the people that we love and care about. We, we are all influenced daily, hourly by the people that we surround ourselves with. So for you as a man within your relationship, the influence that you have is incredibly important. Now, for most men, they're not aware of the influence that they have in their relationship over their partner Uh, much like they might want to ignore or reject the influence that their partner has over them. What I really wanted to drive home here before we dive into the three points is that leadership for you, leadership in a relationship is about direction. It's about taking ownership over your actions, your decisions, your choices, and where those actions, decisions, and choices are leading you are leading the relationship, and are leading your partner emotionally, sexually, financially, spiritually, in all avenues and areas of the relational dynamic. So with that said, let's dive into the three points. Rule number one is how are you leading yourself first? So your relationship is going to be a mirror in some ways of your leadership, but the most important aspect is how are you leading yourself in your life? Do you have healthy routines? Do you have uh, a structure that you abide by? Are you disciplined? Are you doing the things that you ultimately want? Are you able to make healthy decisions, good decisions for yourself, for your finances, for your health, uh, for your well-being, for your career, for your business, right? How are you actually allowing yourself to be influenced by yourself? Another thing that you can look at is, are you honoring your commitments and practices? This will be a good indicator of how you're influencing and leading and creating direction within yourself as a man. Now, the main thing that I want you to know is that when you as a man do not feel like you're leading yourself effectively, when we're not uh, keeping our word as men, when we're not maintaining our commitments and our practices, uh, when you are not able to make healthy, strong decisions for yourself and create direction, what most men do, unfortunately, is they begin to try and control their partner. So they begin to look at their wife, their girlfriend, their spouse, their whatever it is, boyfriend, husband, etc., and they begin to try and control that other person. They begin to judge their actions and criticize them and try and make decisions for them and force them into a kind of coherence of what they believe should be happening. So this isn't leadership, right? This is dictatorship. This is an authoritarian standpoint that a lot of men fall into the trap of. And it's almost like the more out of control that you feel as a man, the more that you feel the need to control your partner. And this can be very detrimental. It can erode the trust within the relationship. 
And ultimately, it doesn't feel like leadership. It feels like control. So you might hear your partner start saying, I feel like you're always trying to control me or, uh, you know, I feel like you make all the decisions for me in my life. Or she won't be saying things like that. But what you'll feel is that you're responsible for her happiness, for her sense of being okay, that you're responsible for her well-being as a human being. And so when that happens, it means that you have taken control of that individual's life rather than leading the relationship itself. The last thing I'll say is she can't trust you unless you can lead you. She won't surrender, won't soften, won't be open to you in many different ways if you can't lead you. If you aren't willing and able to step into a position of being responsible, of making decisions for yourself and creating direction for yourself. So that brings me to point number two. Direction is leadership. Where are you going? Who are you going with? When are you doing it? What does it look like? Making the decisions for where the relationship is going, setting the pace and setting the tone are two very important things. And so one of the things that I want to do is just define those two entities. So setting the pace means being clear and transparent and knowing for yourself at the speed at which you are comfortable with the relationship going, right? Not allowing yourself to be pressured into moving in together or to solidifying certain things in the relationship or to moving into being engaged or marriage or having kids before you know that it's unequivocally a yes for you, before you have moved into a place that you as a man have made a solitary, sovereign decision that you want to move in that direction and that you're maybe not ready to move in that direction because sometimes readiness isn't necessarily available, right? Not every man is ready to have kids, but he's wanting, he's willing, and he's committed to it. So knowing that you are wanting, willing, and committed to something and then being clear about communicating that, right? Being able to say, in a year, I want us to work towards moving in together. So giving that kind of direction, setting the pace, and then on the other side, setting the tone. What is acceptable? What will you tolerate? What will you not tolerate? Both within yourself and within the relationship. In modern online culture, this is called boundaries. But I think in many ways, it's about how you as a man hold the frame of the relationship. It's how you build structure within the relationship. And that tone is really almost like the relational culture, right? So if you've ever been in a work environment, talk a lot about culture, that's just the sort of feeling and the essence of the dynamic within a group. But here, the tone within your relationship is set around what do you value as a man, as a couple? What does the relationship value? What commitments does the relationship value, right? So for example, maybe part of the tone of your relationship is that verbal character assaults in arguments and conflict are not welcome, right? So it's just a non-negotiable. It's just like when that happens, we pause, we pause the conflict, we don't engage with that, and we reconvene when both of us have sort of cooled down or uh, when one of you needs to sort of take a moment to pause. So those types of things, setting that structure within your relational dynamic around what you'll tolerate, what you won't tolerate, and what you really want the relationship to look like, right? You as a man should have a vision for your relationship because that vision, that goal of what the relationship looks like is the direction that you are going to be taking the relationship. So far too many men get into a relationship 
and the vision and the goal of the relationship, the direction the relationship is heading becomes the woman's responsibility or the man just starts to acquiesce what that woman wants and then he builds up resentment over years or over months and he begins to pull away from her, from the relationship altogether. Lastly, what I want to say about direction is that Creating direction isn't about ignoring your partner's needs and solely prioritizing your own. It's about understanding your partner well enough to include them and their needs and their wants in the decision, in the direction. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to forfeit your own non-negotiables. It doesn't mean that you need to forfeit your own boundaries or, you know, collapse on certain things, right, and, and move in together or agree to get engaged or agree to progress the relationship too quickly, it means that you take into account what your partner might want or need. So it's also about you creating direction in terms of making decisions, right? I remember I had a client uh, who talked about how his partner and him would always get into arguments around what they were going to have for dinner. And it became this huge problem within the relationship. This mundane decision was an indicator of something much larger in the relationship where, you know, at 3.30, he'd be at work and he'd be texting her, hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? And she would say, I'm not really too sure. And then she would list out what they had in the fridge or she would list out options, you know, for the nearby places that they could order from. They would go back and forth and they would literally spend hours talking about this. And he wouldn't make a decision and she wouldn't make a decision because she was waiting for him to take the lead to to make the decision about what they were going to have for dinner. And it would turn into an argument. And it was this huge problem that was indicative of the fact that he wasn't making decisions in areas where she was looking for him to make a choice, to create direction within the relationship. So begin to make some of those decisions. Know that you're going to get pushback sometimes, right? Know that in making a decision, your partner's needs will be revealed. So sometimes if you don't know what she wants or what she needs, the clear fact of you making a choice to go to the bachelor party, where you're going to go for dinner, what you're going to do on date night, all of those things will then reveal her needs and wants because she'll either say, this is amazing. I love this. Thank you so much for you know, planning this for us or putting this together. Or she'll say, you know, I really don't like going to these types of movies or I really don't like these types of restaurants. So it'll inform your decision and your direction pattern. The last point, which is maybe the most important one, arguably the most important aspect of leading within your relationship. Don't react, regulate and respond. Don't react, regulate and respond. Rather than reacting to external stimulus, right? Because a reaction is we get stimulus and we immediately react to it. We immediately become defensive or say something or we don't think about it. We don't process it in any way, shape or form. We don't metabolize what's going on. We just react to the stimulus, which for a lot of men, because you're busy, because you got a lot going on, because you're you're doing your best to balance work and life and health and fitness and finances and kids and all of the things that you have going on in your life, We move into a reactionary state so quickly and that's often what gets us into trouble, right? Is that we don't take a moment to just pause and breathe and think or feel uh, what it is that's actually happening, you know, what our partner is actually saying. So Viktor Frankl, a great author and psychologist from the early 20th century who survived Auschwitz, who was in World War II, uh, was a a Jewish prisoner within uh, Nazi camps. He had a great quote where he said, between stimulus and response, there is a pause. 
And it's in that pause, and this is my my part that I'm adding to it, it's in that pause where you find your own voice, where you find your own sense of leadership, where you're able to connect to maybe the defensiveness or the anger or the embarrassment or whatever it is that's coming up inside of you. So reacting is not leading. Reacting is an unconscious process that often leads to reflexive, childish responses that almost never yield the result that you want. I cannot stress that enough. If you are not getting the results that you want in your life, specifically in your relationship, it is likely because you are reacting to everything that your partner says or does, how she maybe criticizes you or doesn't do what you want or, or you know, you ask for what you want and maybe she doesn't show up in that way. And so your reactivity is a very crucial piece of information that is hijacking you from being able to produce the results that you want. So regulate and respond. Reactivity destroys the safety within relationships, okay? Reactivity destroys the safety within relationships. And what that means is that trust is built on the notion that you're going to be able to respond in a conscious, grounded, healthy manner. And trust is broken if you're reacting constantly from a defensive space, getting upset, yelling, shutting down, storming out, not engaging in conversation. All of those things over time are going to erode the safety and the trust and the sanctity of your relationship. So moving into a regulated response pattern is very important. So here's here's what this means. It means that you notice your physical and emotional response to something, to the stimulus, right? To your partner saying, hey, you forgot to take the garbage out. So maybe the reactivity pattern would be, well, you just don't know how much else I've done today. You know, you didn't notice that I put the laundry away or, you, you know, you don't know how busy I've been at work today. Or that would be the defensive reaction. The grounded response would be to breathe, take a moment to notice what you are physically feeling, right? Maybe you feel some agitation brewing up. Maybe emotionally you feel immediately angry and to breathe in the pause and to say, you know, is it true? Is it helpful? (laughs) Yep, it's true. I forgot to take the garbage out. Is it helpful? Yeah, it's a great reminder. Okay, you know what? You're right. Cool. No problem. I I got it. And to move into a regulated space and then a response. So then we can say, yeah, of course, you know what? I totally forgot. Thanks for the reminder. Boom. Away we go. So this pattern of being able to regulate yourself so that you're not hyper-reactive, so that you're not defensive, you're not shutting down, you're not storming out, you're not acting in an emotionally childish way, you're acting more in line with what the Stoics talked about, right? Being able to regulate and understand what's happening in your body physically and emotionally, and then being able to think critically about what's happening and respond from that place. So... Let me know if you enjoyed everything that we touched on in this conversation. Feel free to share it with somebody that you think will enjoy it. And uh, and let me know what resonates with you, what you learned, what you liked, uh, and maybe what you would add to this conversation because I always love hearing your thoughts, your feedback, and how specifically you've learned to lead in your relationship.